Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Wake Up Ray G, brought to you by our friends, our partners, Prize Picks. Use the promo code Wake Up, give you a 100% deposit match up to $100. Match you dollar for dollar, you throw in 10, they match you 10, but you might as well throw in 100. They match you 100. Shout out to Prize Picks, we have been modeling. I, I, you know, everybody knows GQ likes to grind the film. I like to watch the tape. It's about what they do on the field. Damn the spreadsheets, but I have to admit, to everybody watching this video live, everybody tapped in this morning, Eric, AJ, Ty, Edward, Roe, Patrick, Ricardo, Adrian, Andrew, Jay Peters, Kevin, I got to be honest with y'all, I've been dabbling in the spreadsheets, I've been dabbling in the data, we're pulling data, we're making models, we're creating projections, we're doing a bunch of shit for the NBA, and old GQ is having to change of heart, I'm loving the data, I'm loving the analytics, I am... Um, I don't know what's happening to me. I don't like it. I don't like that feeling. I'm not a nerd. I like, but I was I was on the phone last night with Jay Rich. Uh, Jay Rich and our boy Brandon, who helps run the Discord. And I was like, bro, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and we're sitting here talking about formulas and, and different charts and modeling. I feel like I'm, I'm straight nerd mode at this point. Straight nerd mode, loving the spreadsheets, loving the data. We got some good shit cooking, man. We've got some good stuff cooking for the college football season, the NFL season. We're going to test some stuff out using prize picks, data modeling uh, for some NBA player prop bets. We're, we're up. If you just tapped into what we're doing and just prop bet with us, you would be up. You would be up. I think I'm up plus like 27 units right now from the end of February till now. So it's been good for old GQ. I'm happy y'all are in the building right now. Jay Rich, I, I don't know what's going down, man. I don't, I don't know what's happened to me, but how are you, my friend? I'm good. You know, I'm tired. Like you said, we were uh, grinding the data mm. late last night. We were explaining mm. formulas and all these things. But um, I'll tell you something that data can't quantify. And it's what's Kyrie that? Irving's point total for tonight. 25 and a half. It's his birthday, people. Yeah. He's 30. Turning yeah. 30. Take 30. the over on Kyrie Irving's 25 and a half. My goodness. When I heard yeah. it was his birthday... F the data. Yeah. Over. That's yeah. all I yeah. got to hear, the data. man. Over. Steph over. Curry F just dropped, I think, 47 points on his birthday. So give me the over on Kyrie Irving. I'm mm. loving it. But like you said, man, grinding the data, making the models. Spreadsheet GQ in the building. You know, got you can change your heart. I like it, though. It's been good for you. It's been good for got you. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Anyways, what happened? News is light. News is very Thank light. God. So we had we had some pro days yesterday. Yesterday was Malik Willis Day. Yesterday, uh, it was Malik Willis Day and Jalen Widermeyer wishes he did not show up yesterday. So let's start with the bad. Let's start with Jalen Widermeyer, who, for a lot of people, top-ranked tight end in the 2022 class. I am one. I don't overreact to to underwear Olympics. That's not, it's not how football is played, right? But I always say... What happens during the Underwear Olympics, Combine and Pro Day, will affect draft capital. And for me, how I dynasty, a big part of my process is draft capital. If these players, regardless of what we think about them, right, if they get the requisite draft capital, that draft capital will probably yield them an opportunity to get on the field and play. When you run a five flat, right, when you run a five flat at your Pro Day, confirmed, official, and you're only 255 pounds, and you play a tight, you play a position that's predicated on some level of speed, athleticism, burst. That's what we're looking for, right? We talk about all the time. Tight end, I don't give a shit. Just give me the athletic guy who gets some draft capital and they get an opportunity. When you run a five flat, that there is the the opportunity. <laughs> there will be no opportunity. Like 
I don't want to say he's done for, right? Because there were there were people last year, Jay Rich, who had Brevin Jordan as their tight end one. People had Brevin Jordan ranked yeah. ahead of Friar Muth over Kyle Pitts. Brevin Jordan got drafted late, undrafted. When I don't know when Brevin Jordan was drafted, but he wasn't as tight end one. Or t- there you go, sixth round pick. And right now, I ask you, Jay, would you rather in dynasty for your dynasty roster? Would you rather have any? Of these 2022 tight ends, McBride, Isaiah Likely, Greg Dolchich, would you rather have any of those tight ends or Brevin Jordan right now? In Dynasty, if you had to pick Brevin Jordan in Houston or any of the 2022 tight ends, which one would you take? I think that I would take Brevin Jordan, but I think if I'm being honest, there is room for Trey McBride. I think Trey McBride can find his way ahead of Brevin Jordan with some draft capital. But I think think, you're right. I think you would take Brevin Jordan. I think you have to because these guys just don't look like the part. The point that I'm making is right now, even with six-round draft capital, most people or a lot of people, there's a conversation like, damn, I probably would take Brev, right? I'd probably take Brev over these guys. That's his path. Like, he's going to be undrafted, 6th, 7th round pick. He's going to have to make a roster and play faster than he times. That's that's really what it boils down to. I saw mocks with Jalen Weidemeyer in the first round. There was there was a couple of mocks that I saw with him back of the first to Green Bay. This was pre-Devontae Adams, pre-Robert uh, Tanyan being signed back with him. So I saw mocks with him in the late first. Saw mocks with him in the second. He was routinely second, third round pick in, in industry mocks. Uh, that's that's not going to happen. Now, at this point in time, that is dead and gone. Uh, McBride submitted himself as the tight end one strictly off of not running a five flat. Uh, Greg Dolchis has been do- doing very well throughout his entire pre-draft process from the senior bowl. That's very, very rough for one uh, Jalen Widermeyer. Probably going to have to take the Brevin Jordan path. Now, the good thing, I, I-, I was thinking about this, man. You know, I- I've been talking to a lot of People that I respect and trust in the space. Michael Liu. Shout out Mike Liu. Like, that's my dog. Michael Liu is a dope cat, man. Like, we just talk about other shit outside of fantasy. Um, and, and we're just talking about the space and the echo chamber and how just saturated with bullshit the fantasy space is, man. I, I, I always say, be mindful of the content you consume. There are some fantasy creators, bro, strictly entertainment. Like, I listen to them to be entertained and there are no actionable fantasy takeaways, like none. I just your entertainment. Soon as the shit's off, boom, pause, move to the next, move to the next podcast, move to the next piece of content. Got to be mindful of what you consume. And as I'm looking around, I'm 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 looking and paying attention to all the people who kind of put their process out there before anything. Like, look, this is what I'm like. I'm walking you through what we do. And the beautiful thing about what we do is draft capital is a major part of it, right? Like it's a major piece of our rankings engine puzzle. Yes, we put out a pre-combine, not pre-draft, pre-combine, pre-pro day ranks. Here's how these players looked on tape, period. I'm not, we're not, we're not factoring in landing spot. We're not factoring in combines. Yes, it's easy to sit back after the fact, after uh, Chris Olave runs a 4-3 and be like, oh, up, 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 top five wide receiver. That's anybody can do that. Oh, Garrett Wilson ran a 4-3. Oh, I'm moving him to after the hindsight bias is so easy to go back and be like, yo, look, I look, this is where I have him ranked. What I like, yeah. what I appreciate about what I'm doing, what we do, like we're giving you the steps of the process throughout the way. Before any of that shit became available. Here's what we think, right? We don't know a damn thing. Like, we're just guessing. We're using our process to figure out. But here it is before anything takes place. Now, what we do as the process unfolds is you adjust, right? Here's where it was, and it doesn't go away. We're not going to delete it. Our takes are out there. They're out there for everybody to consume from February, whatever, before the combine to the draft. We adjust, right? So, Brees Hall goes out there and absolutely uh, just destroys the combine to epic proportions. There's no way, even though the film grade had him eight one hundredths of a point behind Isaiah Spiller. Uh, no, we we adjusted after that happened. Look, he's he is an elite level athlete who produced three years at a P5 conference. He's got the requisite size. He's got the pass catching ability. There's no reason why we wouldn't make that adjustment pre-NFL draft and, and go ahead and slot these guys in. 
You know, we've been all over Malik Willis. I've been saying for, from day one, I think Malik Willis is going to Detroit it too. It just makes way too much sense. And this was pre-pro day, pre-underwear Olympics, pre-70-yard throw. Malik Willis going to the Lions. And I think everything that we saw yesterday during his pro day didn't run, no need to run. What do you need to see me run for? I'm fast. We know that. Look at the size of my calves. I can move very quickly. I'm going to show you that I can throw the ball. Shout out my man Cody Carpentier, who honestly was doing better uh, damn uh, pro day coverage than the networks when it came to these players, right? He was all over it. Talking to the coaches. That's what you do at the Senior Bowl. I'm talking to Mark Brunel. I'm talking to some of these execs. He, he talked to Matt Rule. Hey, Matt Rule, you taking Malik at six? Matt Rule says, man, I don't think he's going to be there. Malik is going number two to the Lions and everything that we saw on TV, heard about him. Man, his energy, Jay, is so infectious, right? And, and I talked about this at the Senior Bowl in January. I said, everywhere Malik Willis went, everywhere he went inside that hotel, players gravitated around him. Everywhere. Like, even in the video that I posted, when Carson Strong yeah. and Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell walked out, they were just kind of, Kenny Pickett, they were just together, those three. When Malik Willis was there... Here comes Brian Robinson. Here comes Calvin Austin. Here comes Jalen Tolbert. They're right behind him. J just that infectious personality. What are you doing when the cameras aren't watching? We saw at the NFL Combine. I don't know if it was um, an individual who was homeless or, or just needed some assistance, but somebody's recording Malik Willis from across the street. He's helping the dude fix a suitcase that broke. Like Little things, man. That's a leader. He throws that 70-yard bomb in his in, in his shorts. He's running down the field celebrating with his teammates. Like, that's you, you see that, and those are the type of intangibles that can't be quantified. You cannot put a number on that, and and because of this, I'm going to bump it. But you just see that, and that's that's who you build around. That type of energy, that type of, of, of personality is infectious. It will ingratiate him good with his teammates, and I think this is why— Part of the reason why, along with his skill set, right, and the talent that he has, everybody talked all that shit for months. All oh, this class stinks. Oh, Malik Willis is a project. Most quarterbacks are. Most, Very few quarterbacks come into the NFL easy bake oven, ready to go from day one. Most of them, it takes some time for them to get acclimated. Zach Wilson played from day one. He needs some damn time, right? He still needs some time. Mac Jones, I know he started from the beginning of the season, but do you not think maybe had a vet, like some time would have done him good? Like he couldn't have hurt him at all, right? You, there, there's pros and cons to everything. So when you're talking about a player like Malik, and is he somebody worth investing in in fantasy football? The answer to that question unequivocally is 100%. Because if he hits with his skill set, with, with the talent that he possesses, if the stars align for him, and we say that with every quarterback, he will smash to epic proportions. And... He's going to be a top five pick. I think I think he's going to the chances of him being number one overall, I think, are greater than him falling outside the top ten. I think there's a chance that Atlanta, they're like, yo, we want Malik. They bump him up to number one overall. Um, they they trade up to number one overall to get a Malik Willis. So just your opinion on how like what are your thoughts on Malik and his pro day, man? You were going for a long time, so I kind of lost my train of thought. But well, the big God thing damn it, I had to get me, I had to get it off my Jay. <laughs> you were just going and going. I'm like, okay, I, I get it. But yes, you're right, Malik. The character thing with the video where he was giving, he was actually giving clothes out of his suitcase to a homeless person. So again, it just shows when the cameras aren't watching. This is what Malik's doing. You talked about this with me and on the actual vlog and in the video, how. Malik, for whatever reason, guys were gravitating to him. And that's something that not only players will notice, but coaches will notice as well. And like, and I think for me, the biggest thing is that we heard the reports out of Mobile that Malik had the best arm. Day one was a little bit shaky for all the quarterbacks, but day two in the rain was Malik Willis, bar none, easily the best quarterback there. Kenny Pickett looked good in his pro day. You know, his hands got a little bit bigger since the combine. But it's been Malik. It's been the canon. It's been people gravitating to him. It's been the character. It's been the infectious energy that he brings to the game. Like you said, there's lots of times where we've been saying for a while now, Malik may not be there at six, may not be there at five. And now at this point, I think seeing him at two and potentially even one, if the Jaguars for some reason want to trade down because there are three talented offensive linemen in this draft, 
I think there's a world where Malik could go one. If, if teams get desperate enough to where Malik is already pegged basically at number two, because everyone thinks the Jaguars, they're not taking a quarterback. But if the Jaguars did want to trade down, you never know. And so for me, I, I think that for a long time, Malik has been my quarterback one. And I think he's been, I think he's been deserving of that because of the upside. But what we're going to see in the next couple of weeks is how do people feel about him? And the biggest thing today, your boy Matt Corral has his pro day. Yeah. So everyone's going to be all eyes on Matt Corral because he didn't throw at the combine. He didn't go to the senior bowl. This is really his only showcase to prove that he deserves to be in that first round. So it's a big day for Corral. But I still think it's Malik Willis by, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Pickett's there because of the IQ and the ability. But I don't think he deserves to even necessarily be in the same tier as Malik overall. Spiller had his pro day yesterday. Increased his yeah. vertical jump from 12 inches to 33 inches. Okay, fine. Uh, 40 yard time. He didn't test at the combine. Four five three official time. Four six three. Here is Isaiah Spiller's path to relevance. Here it is. Boom. There he is. David Montgomery. Right. If he gets drafted with day two draft capital, third round. There's Montgomery. Four six three. Piss poor 28 inch vertical jump. So at least Spiller didn't beat him better than that. And this is uh, this is him. Right. This is. This is the pathway that we're going, right? This is this is where he's at. As long as he's a day three, day two running back or higher, we're in. If not, we're out. It's simple. It's honestly as simple as that. Right now, running back one, let me be very, very clear, is and has been for four weeks now since the combine. Brees Hall, RB1. RB2, we'll see between Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller. I still love the tape, but this is that's him. There's his profile. Switch out David Montgomery for Isaiah Spiller, the feet of Saquon Barkley, the power of Ezekiel Elliott, the receiving capability of Ladanian Tomlinson. There you go. That's his uh that's his pathway to you relevance. Forgot the agility of Sony Michelle. Come on. The, it's the agility it's of Sony Michelle. Meme. Yeah, the agility of Sony Michelle. So there we go. There's the pathway to uh there's the pathway to to, to Spiller's relevance. I'm glad we're done with that pro day. Uh, and, and there it is right there. He does have good footwork. He, he does have very good footwork uh, for, for Spiller. And a lot of the NFL draft prognosticators said the same thing. Again, once the draft capital comes out, boom, we'll know everything that we need to know. But let's get into some dynasty trades, Jay. And I had asked the people, I had asked the people to send me Deshaun Watson deals. I'm like, I want to see Deshaun Watson. Josh says if he gets day two draft capital, I take Spiller. That, that's me too. If he gets day two draft capital, he would be my RB2, period. Simple as that. I wanted Deshaun Watson deals, so let's take a look. Joe said, I need to know why Spiller's speed was never an issue. Like, how did we miss it? It's interesting, right? Because uh, me and Fusu Vu were talking yesterday. I went to RA Analytics, Next Gen Stats, Fusu. He's at 21.5 in the in-game in, in speed. And if y'all don't follow uh, recruiting analytics, RA Analytics, uh, my frat brother Corey Yates is doing a great job with uh, with data tracking of players. He actually posted an article or, or tweet maybe about a couple of weeks ago that basically said there's no correlation between 40-yard dash time and miles per hour speed as evidenced by Jordan Howard and Ted Ginn Jr. And he talked about Ted Ginn ran a 4-2 at the combine. Jordan Howard ran a 4-6, but both of those players topped out at 22 miles per hour in-game max speed. So play speed, game speed, wait for the draft capital. If if he – and no shit. yes. Yes, he's definitely the slowest back in the backfield. Devon A-Chain is the 11th fastest track athlete in the United States of America. So it makes a lot of sense. That's not Isaiah Spiller. Again, there's a lot of data that we, I think, 40-yard dash time in general, got to be mindful with that. I don't, I don't, as long as he gets the draft capital we're in, if not, then uh, we'll be out. Let's get to these trades. Deshaun Watson. First deal we got, Jay. Deshaun Watson was acquired for uh, uh, Deshaun Watson in a 2024 second for Tua, a first round pick in 2023 and two first round picks in 2024. Jay, how are you feeling about this one? Watson for Tua, uh, two first round, three first round picks, essentially, and you get a second back. What what side of the deal are you liking right here? Three first rounders is tough, but two or two in 2024, one in 23 and Tua. I think, honestly, I think this is a pretty fair deal. I think if you believe in Tua, you're getting a pretty good return for Watson. It just comes down to, I think, whether or not you believe in Tua. But even if you don't believe in Tua, three first-round picks for Watson, 
I don't hate it. Like you can't really expect a ton more than three first round picks for any player, even if it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you you want the fourth first, but you're still getting a starting quarterback back, a starting quarterback who just got a brand new tackle in Teron Armstead. You got I think yep. like an eighty million dollar contract. So the Dolphins are doing things to help to out to build that offense out. I think it's a pretty fair deal, and I and I honestly think that if you're not trying to compete and you're trying to unload Watson, I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I'm I'm go, I'm jumping all around. I'm like the internet today. I'm all over the damn place. I, I want to be clear. I am not diminishing those that performed because I can't have it both ways. I can't be like, man, Brees Hall blew out the forty. He blew out the athletic testing. And that matters, but then, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you you can't have it both ways. And I agree, Joe. Game speed over... I, I, I do believe, Jay, and we've talked about this, I think GPS data tracking is the way of the future. Like, I really do. I think more teams 100%. are going to start looking at how players perform in game speed opposed to the 40 is a lot of technique, man. Now you gotta have the you gotta have the horsepower to do it, right? Even if you've got perfect technique, you gotta have the horsepower to go get it, right? In the 40 yards. But that's just a test of how quick can you accelerate and maintain that for about a 20 yard period, right? I do believe data tracking is the wave of the future to really measure closing speed, burst acceleration. Um, but yeah, it's it's if you're moving a player up and down, this is all I'll say. If you or your favorite analyst are moving players up and down based off of 40 time, you've done it completely fucking wrong. And there's no other there's no other way that I can say it, right? Unless you get the extremes like a Jalen Weidemeyer. I don't care how you slice that. I don't care how you slice five flat. That just doesn't cut it, right? Like Spiller goes out there and runs 4-8, that doesn't cut it. 4-7, that doesn't cut it. If anybody out there thought he was going to run 4-4, you were kidding yourself. Like, that was not within the range of outcomes. He was a 4-5, mid to high 4-5, low 4-6 type uh, 40-yard dash time. But in-game speed, I agree. I think that's the wave of the future. And I think we're going to continue to see that as we move on and on, right? Um, all right, all right, back to the trade. I, I, I think the best player in the deal is Deshaun Watson. I think considerably over to a man. I want no part... Give me Deshaun Watson. If if I've got to trade two picks in 2024, one pick in 2023, and two to get Deshaun Watson, and I get a second rounder kicked back to me, um, I, I, I think I'm I think I'm taking the Deshaun Watson side ten out of ten times, Jay, on this one. Um, and we have to assume it's super flex, right? Nobody's making this deal in a single quarterback league. Um, but I'm fine. So you don't even up. think do you not think the value is even close though? Like, do you think the value is close from just a like is if you're yeah, making this trade, I, you're assuming yeah. one is rebuilding and one is obviously competing, right? Yes, so. yes, yes. I think it's fine. If if you're the side that got all the picks in tour, I'm going to have to assume that you wanted to cash out. Maybe you're solid at quarterback. Yeah. You're looking for uh maybe I don't want to say a full reboot build, but maybe a retool. I think I think that's fair return. You get a quarterback back. That's one thing. And when I trade a position, I want another position back, right? I don't want a Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns situation where I trade a quarterback away and don't get one back. So if I trade away Watson, yes, I know I'm going to have to tear down. I'll take a lesser tier quarterback like Tua and the draft capital. So I think it's fine. I just would like I would like the uh, the Deshaun Watson side of it, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Next trade. I got I got you blocked off real quick, Jay. I'll move it out the way. I won't be rude to you this okay. morning. That's okay. All right, we got another Deshaun Watson deal. This one's a little bit bigger. So one side gets Watson, Quez Watkins, James Robinson, a fourth rounder and a third rounder this year. So a bunch of trash down here. The big prize is Deshaun Watson. They gave up the 110, a 2023 first, and three 2023 seconds. To me, this is a smash Deshaun Watson side. 110, the first, the three seconds. Give me Deshaun Watson over that package. And it's a 16-team super flex, start 12 league. He put it right there. I want Deshaun Watson in this deal. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, the depth of the position in the 16-team league, you have to take the Watson side here. Again, these picks, they could be even later, right? Because it's not just a standard 12-team league. You're starting in the second round at pick 17, so that's already a problem for me in this in this trade. And then as well, like, I know that people think that James Robinson is done, but, like, what if he's not done? And so if you can get him just as a throw-in to me in this deal, I think it's definitely worth having. And so it's easy, Watson, for me. I, I think that, you know, before we just saw three firsts for Watson, 
that's fair. In a 16-team league, trading away the draft capital is tough, but getting Watson is really the ultimate return. He's a top 12 quarterback, easily should be a top 5-6 option. And in a 16-team league, super flex, that's literally invaluable. Yeah, and I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what's going on. Some people, it's showing 309 people in the stream right now. It's got to be something on YouTube's issue. So if you can't yeah, watch it. Since I refreshed it, mine's been running the whole time. Yeah, in the I'm, I'm so sorry be... for, for those of y'all who can't. You'll just have to check us out a little bit later. Subscribe to the Wake Up With Ray G podcast feed. Uh, and we'll holler at YouTube to get their shit together uh, when we wake up in the morning, right? I don't know what's going on. But seems like some people are good. So we got to keep keep the show rolling. Uh, yeah, so on this one, did, what side did you say? Did you want did you want Watson? Uh, yeah. Watson? Especially yeah. with the depth of the of the of the league, you gotta take Watson for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. 16 team first of all, 16 team leagues. Brutal. Not fun. Brutal. Brutal. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. There it goes. We got another Watson deal. This one a lot a lot more mild, right? Deshaun Watson for the 103. And 108. What side would you want? And let's go super flex. So let's say best case scenario, you get your second favorite running back, whether that's Walker or Spiller, and then you get a wide receiver. You get Drake London. So, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker and Drake London or Deshaun Watson. Matt Corral and Drake Lutz, Isaiah Spiller or Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. This is easy. Ten times Deshaun Watson, ten. right? It's we yeah. set the bar at three first, and we've just been slowly going down slowly and down going and down, down and yeah. down. Since slowly then. going down. I get, you know, shiny new toys, 103-108. Best case scenario for me in this is you get probably best case Malik Willis somehow at three, uh, which I, I, don't know. I don't think that's happening. No. And then you maybe pray Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, Garrett Wilson somewhere. It, it doesn't matter what you get. You need Deshaun Watson in this deal. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah, I think this you is want an to get easy three one. First for this, player. this is, I mean, this is light. If I had 103 and 108 and can get Deshaun Watson, I'm smashing, smashing accept immediately. Give me that deal. Give me that deal. Give me Watson yep, over those picks. It. That's it. That's an easy one. So I think the one that we come back to, and I just want to revisit this one after seeing Watson go for, you know, uh, Walker and Drake London, you know, Walker and Chris Olave. Uh, we just, we saw that there. Go back to this one. Let's just revisit this one one more time. Three first and Tua or Deshaun Watson in a second? I, I Honestly, I'd like it for both sides. I think this is just a team-dependent trade, and I think it's pretty fair value. Because like you said, okay. you're getting the quarterback back. Maybe he's not a QB1, but Tua could Tua could surprise people this year. Yes. He may not be a high-end QB1, but he could surprise people. You never know. You never there know. There you go. Brett said, if you can't get in, that means you haven't subscribed and you didn't hit the like, bu like button. If you just do that, you'll be right in, baby. You'll be right in. All right, let's look at a tear down done beautifully. You know, we've we've had a lot of debate about tearing down. Tearing down off of old Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. This is one done very, very well. Somebody traded away, one of the patrons, received T. Higgins and two first-rounders in 2023 for Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Round of applause. Smash, Smash that's, it. That's, wow. That is a tear down. That's a tear now. If I could trade away Justin Jefferson and get back T. Higgins and two 2023 first, Rico strong me, baby. Rico strong me. I'm in the building. Rico strong me if I can get this deal right here. Well, don't Rico... <laughs> Don't Rico strong yeah, me. You don't you, want that, but <laughs> don't don't know, Rico pause. strong me. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. This is great work right here. This is a tear down done right. You don't trade Justin Jefferson for T. Higgins in a second. Justin Jefferson for T. Higgins in a third, two thirds. This is one where I'm like, oh, you want Justin Jefferson that bad? Let's go. Let's go. Give me those 100%. two first rounders. Give me T. Higgins. And you can have my Justin Jefferson. That's a like we don't even need to discuss this, right? Like this is <laughs> no high end wide receiver two two twenty three first in a class we love. Justin Jefferson's great, but you have to take this. The value is yeah. still there. T Higgins and, will I, and I love T. I'm a big T. Of yeah. what Justin Jefferson will do, and it's still yes. you get the first. It's worth it. Yes, yes, one one hundred percent easy All right. money. All right, now let's go to Jamar. Let's look at the these are all trades that the patrons have made. So these are most of these, the patrons are on the good side of this, right? Patreon.com forward slash all gas, best damn dynasty community in the planet outside of the FF ballers. They're good. All right, so <laughs> Jamar Chase, George Pickens, and Brees Hall. Wow. 
Chase, Pickens, Brees were acquired for Zach Wilson, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, two first-round picks in 2023, and a first-rounder in 2024. Man, that is a big trade. It's a big trade. So, okay, let's... Let's, Let's break this down, yeah, right? You got to break could it down. Could you trade? I think where I start is I, I, could you trade Brees Hall for Zach Wilson and Drake London? You, sh- I would want. I probably want the Brees Hall side of that trade. Okay, so then Brees yeah. Hall and George Pickens is definitely worth Zach Wilson, Drake London because J- Dotson and, and Pickens are basically this, you know equal value to, like, right now. I, I'm looking at it's a big trade. But Jay, I'm just telling you, I don't think it's close. Like we could try to, we could try really? to be nice. We could be nice and try to do the Brees Hall for this Jamar. Ch- like I don't yeah. think it's close because first of all, I wouldn't trade Jamar Chase for two 2023 first and a 2024 first. I don't think I would do that. And we're projecting mid to late. We're not projecting top yeah. five. We're not projecting number one. Uh, uh, Okay, if you're telling me the 2023 first are guaranteed Bijan Robinson and CJ Stroud, we've got a comp, but we project mid to late. I, I want Jamar, I want Jamar and Brees. Like if if you told me I can get Jamar and Brees for that package, I probably would take that. And then you add George yeah. Pickens on top of that. That's just gravy. That's icing on top yeah. of the cake. I, I I don't think you could try to jig it around however you want. Fine, Brees Hall. Or Drake London. Let's just go 2022 class. Brees Hall or Drake London and Jahan Dotson, right? You want Brees Hall. Yeah, that's Brees Hall. That's so like, fine. what, the 108 cut. and the 203? Right, Brees you want Hall. Brees Hall. Exactly. So let's go ahead and cut that out right now. So now you got Jamar Chase and George Pickens for Wilson in the first. Uh, it's This is Chase side. This is, this yeah, is a beautiful job. Too. To me, this is a masterful job of like, packaging up some good assets and making the package look better than what what you're really getting right um yeah. I, I think this is i think this was fantasy footboy good job of packaging and i get it that's six assets like i get it that's that's six yeah. assets don't saying it that's six six or seven first but i know what jamar chase is now like dude was a, a 1500 is a i know what he is now you know what i'm saying we don't know. We have no damn clue how good Drake London or Jahan Dotson will ever be. And you can say the same thing about Brees Hall and, and George Pickens. But what we know is Brees Hall's got top 10 dynasty value right now. So even if you don't believe in Brees Hall, for whatever reason, you don't believe he's going to be good, the community values him as a top 10 running back. So there's Very high, yeah. value in having Brees Hall. Like you could trade Brees Hall and go get multiple first round picks if that's what you wanted to do. To me, it's it's Jamar Chase and George Pickens that side. Jamar Chase, George Pickens, Brees Hall over that package. Um, to me, these are these are good trades. These, I yeah. what, what I'll say about every trade that we've shown, these make you think, right? Because even I saw this, I'm like, damn. All right, Drake London. All right, the first you get a quarterback and you know what flex. it is. I think I think it's trading that top. Like we view Brees Hall as probably a top eight to ten running back, like currently. Correct. To trade that away and have nothing back. When if you have Brees Hall, like you're expecting him to produce and be a valuable asset for your team, that's when some of these trades can go sideways for me. It's when you trade such a valuable asset to not only your team, but in general, and don't even get that position group back. Getting those receivers back for Chase, yes, you need that, but none of them are going to be realized at all. You, you don't know what the hell you're getting, and you're not even getting a running back back. That I think yeah. is where this trade can is really bad, not really bad, but where it fails in let my me, criteria for a trade. Let me let me just let me just ask you this: Would you trade if you had Jamar Chase and I offered you Drake London, Jahan Dotson, and a twenty twenty three first? Would you accept that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's no way. Okay. I think if, for me, if, I'm trading if I, Chase. Okay, what if, I'm trading him. Hold on. Let me. Let's just let's just play it this way. All right. All right, you say, yeah. no, Ray, I'm not doing that. And I was like, Jay, I'll kick in a 2024 first on top of that. So now you get Drake, Jahan, and two firsts for Jamar Chase. Would you do that? No. So at that point right there, that's that's the entirety of the deal. Like Jamar Chase, you, you cross that out. 
you like yes, this is the Jamar Chase, Brees Hall, George Pickens side. Um, yeah, I, I need, this is too much unknown, right? Going from Chase to Drake unknowns. and going from yes. Brees to nothing is yeah. like you're talking yeah. about tearing down four, five, six, seven, like even eight tiers. You have no idea what those guys are going to get you and where they're going to fall in line. We know where the value is from a production production standpoint. You're just praying they end up being good. Yeah. They, you pray they end up being 50% of Jamar Chase. All right, let's take a look at Antonio Gibson. Another T. Higgins uh, another T. Higgins one, man. So let's see. T. Higgins was shipped off along with the 201. So T. Higgins in the 201 traded away, and this individual received Antonio Gibson in the 210. So T. Higgins and Jahan Dotson, T. Higgins, George Pickens, T. Higgins, um, Chris Olave, maybe Christian Watson, or Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. That's this trade. What do you think? So I want to quickly side note, because I want to give Scott Connor some love because he put out a thread today talking about running backs outside of the top eight and basically claiming that if you're not shooting for running backs that are in the top eight, then you're kind of not doing dynasty wrong, but the difference in points per game between running backs eight through, I think 20 is around four points per game. And all of the production that you that you shoot for with high-end running backs comes in the top eight running backs, right? So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Antonio Gibson, not a top eight running back, probably will never be a top eight running back. And so at that point, trading him away for T Higgins makes sense because you're getting a higher valued rookie pick. You're not, you don't have a top eight running back. You can easily replace that guy with a guy who's, you know, RB 12, RB 16, a plug and play guy year to year, week to week, not a streamer, but, Definitely not an RB1, high-end RB1. And you're getting borderline wide receiver one production. And if you do get a Chris Olave, the difference between a Chris Olave or a Christian Watson and a Brian Robinson, in my opinion, is fairly large. While there is a, a big talent, like we talked about, I think the top 18 picks we like in this draft. We think you're going to be getting a solid player. But once you get to the back of that second round, you're you're really hoping and praying you find a good landing spot or a guy you really like and kind of shooting for that RB talent like we talked about where you can flip it down the line. I really like this move trading away Gibson for Higgins. I get the positional scarcity of running back, but I think that, you know, we've talked about how it's it's Antonio Gibson's prove a year. T Higgins ain't going nowhere. His value is pretty much locked in for the next 2 or 3 years. It just depends on whether or not he resigns in 2 years. With Gibson, he could be finished from a fantasy asset standpoint by the end of this year and maybe even midseason. And that's why I don't hate this move overall. Where, what are your thoughts with this and Gibson versus Higgins? I mean, I'd rather the T. Higgins side. Give me T. Higgins and Jahan Dotson. Give me T. Higgins and Christian Watson. T. Higgins and George Pickens. Um, this is make or break year for, for Gibson, bro. Like, it's year three. It, it, they brought J.D. McKissick back, which is not good. You got YOLO Wentz. This is, I like Gibson still. Is there a world in which I think he can be a top eight back? I do. I, I still think he's got that in him. Like, you got to understand, this is truly only his, going into his third year playing running back full time. So he's still learning yeah. the position. But, man, I I feel like you, you – I feel like you, like – the side that got Higgins in the second really made out, like, like really well in this side. Um And I, I, I traded for Gibson in a league the other day. I traded Jamison Williams – there was something else. There was something else in that deal that I gave away of significance to get Antonio Gibson. This was pre-JD McKissick. Yeah. I want T. Higgins, man. I want T. Higgins in yeah. the second. I think for me, if you wanted to make a move like this, I think you have to do it knowing that you probably want to flip Gibson for maximum return in season. Like I think that's the only scenario why I would make a move like man. this. I have Gibson in a few leagues, but this is the so year we, where I think we I'm full blown, and flip him. Are we full-blown panic on Gibson? Like what? Uh, I guess so I'm what, I'll, what I'll say what? about Gibson and I made this comp to you and the patrons like whatever a couple weeks ago it feels like now but I, I view Antonio Gibson kind of like Joe Mixon Joe Mixon came out came into the NFL you know he had some issues but the talent was always there it always showed Oklahoma he could catch passes he could run really really well but he never caught enough passes to where he was super valuable but his value in the dynasty community always stayed super high and people would draft him really high but he would disappoint and I view Gibson in kind of the same light. You know, he I believe they're similar draft capital because they might have both been third round picks 
Gibson, Gibson did f- have 10 touchdowns his first season, right? Which gave him that huge elevation. If he gets catches passes, if he does all this stuff, and he didn't really do a whole lot in what we expected to be a larger role. And so if this year he goes into the same thing with the same role, same production, he's going to disappoint again because we're seeing him go as like RB7, RB8 off the board because people still view that high ceiling there. Now, I'm not sure exactly where that leaves him overall, but I'm fearful that he will bottom out the way that Joe Mixon didn't and he won't get that production. At that point, you're uh. holding a, an asset that is depreciating at a very high rate because once these running backs fall off, it's very difficult for them to get that value back. And so if you're taking him in the top of this like second round, third round of startups, you have to be mindful that he could bottom out by midseason this year. So you have to really be careful with your Antonio Gibson shares because if he doesn't start off hot, if he doesn't play very well, uh, I think there is a world where you could you could really, really lose a ton of value from I don't, a startup. I don't want to hear this shit. Don't don't say this, man. Don't 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 do that. All right. Next trade. That just you literally just gave me a headache listening to that. I don't want to hear that about Gibson. Top five. I'm I'm speaking it into existence. All right. Another big trade. Let's work through this one. We got my man Chase. Shout out to the Heisman patrons, man. Chase. He uh, he grabbed uh, Josh Jacobs, C.D. Lamb, J.K. Dobbins in the 111 this year by trading away Joe Mixon, Cooper Cup, Aaron Jones in the 210. All right, I, we can't hear you. You're on mute. This is a great trade. I I really do like this trade a lot. I think he's getting a ton of value. He's obviously getting a ton of youth as well. Just going from Cooper Cup to C.D. Lamb alone. That's like. Feels like 30 years worth of worth of difference in terms of age. Because Cooper Cup's almost 30. Joe Mixon, he's got to be, what, 26? Aaron Jones, I believe, same draft class, also 26. You're getting J.K. Dobbins, who's younger. Josh Jacobs, who's younger. You're going to take a little Aaron bit of Aaron Jones is 27. I think he's, he's old. I know, I know he's that. He's older. He's so 20, you're, he'll, be you're 28, two... he'll be 28 this year. He'll be 28 in December. Wow. He'll he will be good. And you'll take a small production hit. But what you're getting from an age perspective, I really like. I want to know your thoughts on Dobbins, though, because I've been hesitant with Dobbins this year. I think his value is still higher than I li- I'd like it to be, but he does have, you know, a great offense, lots of running. He's got the TD vulture king himself, Lamar Jackson, but we can only control what we can control. So where are you at with Dobbins, and how do you view him relative to this deal? And, of course, we didn't even mention 111 for 211 is another one-round one upgrade on that pick. You can get a higher-valued wide receiver, maybe even a running back, quarterback, who knows. So, but you're okay. getting that tier up in that perspective. You make this trade knowing good and well that Cooper Cup probably going to smash again this year. Like, you already know. Yep. Like, he's going to smash again. You make this trade knowing that Aaron Jones probably going to smash again this season. Probably going to be very good. No Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones probably pretty good. Joe Mixon, I'm a big fan of Joe Mixon. I think he's I think he's locked and loaded top 10. You make this trade knowing that this is a deal that may not you, you may lose points in 2022. But in the long run, I believe getting CD Lamb, getting the 111, I I'm 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 ex, I'm cautiously optimistic for J.K. Dobbins, but I do think the value is a little bit higher than I like it right now at this moment. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out because let's not forget, Lamar is going to run the ball. They brought Gus Edwards back for a reason because he was going to be involved in the offense. I think Josh Jacobs does have a little bit of a stock boost, right? Like Josh Jacobs, a little bit of a stock boost up. But um, this is a deal where Chase has to know. Mixon Jones Cup will probably outscore Jacobs Dobbins Lamb in the 111 this year. But moving forward, you know, I I don't hate it, man. I think... um, the best players in the deal today are the side on the bottom, are Cup, Mixon, and Jones. Like, I have more confidence in them in 2022. But beyond that, what's Aaron Jones, you know, going into his age 28 season? Cooper Cup going into what? How old is Cup? 29? 29 going yeah. 30. CeeDee Lamb poised to be the one. You're getting ahead of all of these guys, which is never a bad it, right? thing. Yeah. Right. You never. Yeah. It's never a bad thing to get ahead of some of these guys because we don't know when Mixon could drop off. We don't know when Jones could drop off. It's another good. I don't one, man. really. I don't really know. I where where do you think they're going to drop off after next year? Because I, I kind of don't. I think they're going to be pretty good for the next two or three years. the The issue for me is not so much the production drop off; is that we know the value will drop off. People aren't drafting twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight year old running backs very high in dynasty right now. 
So to yeah. trade those guys away to get those assets, you need to kind of give a little bit. And I think I think you got some good players in return to get a little bit younger. Patrick just called it good contender versus retool trade. And a lot of people saying Jones likely gone. You're getting ahead of it. You're getting ahead of a Aaron Jones potentially being gone. You're getting ahead of you're getting ahead of shit, right? Still a little, we gotta wait and see on J.K. Dobbins. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic, but we still need to see. All right, let's take a look at this last one. Allen Robinson. We got an A-Rob Dale. A-Rob. 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 Zach Wilson in the 301 for a 2023 first and a 2023 second. If this is super flex, give me A-Rob and Zach Wilson, man. Uh, yeah. A-Rob, Zach yeah. Wilson, and the 25th overall rookie in this class. That's what the 301 is. You get a top 25 rookie from this class. What does that mean? I don't know, maybe nothing, but you get a top 25 rookie for a mid, we project mid to late. If this is the 101 and that's B. John Robinson or CJ Stroud, maybe we have a different conversation. But right now, I, I think I want Ty's side of this deal. I want A-Rob, Zach Wilson in the 301. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about how you would trade Allen Robinson for a 23 first, but if you're getting Zach Wilson in the and the 301 in return, I think this is a great trade. And yeah. while, you know, it's it's kind of a win-now move a little bit, but Robinson isn't super old. He's going to be playing with Stafford for his entire contract now that Stafford got extended. And then on top of that, you still get Zach Wilson, who is a great developmental QB, should see some more weapons added to his offense this year, already upgrading at the tight end spot. So I think it's a great, I think it's a great position to be in, and I think great assets in return for those two picks. I'd make it. Yeah, James. James's mom. Shout out. She watches the show as well. Good morning to you, ma'am. Thank you for tapping in to wake up. All the mamas tap into our show. My mama don't even tap into the show. That's dope. Appreciate it, James. Uh, Ty, we just talked about your uh, your trade. Who wins in a fight, Kettlebell Ray or Spreadsheet Ray? Oh, man. Spreadsheet Ray is diving deep right now. Spreadsheet Ray has got a lot of stuff cooking. I wouldn't want to mess with Spreadsheet Ray. Appreciate the support, Ty. And we got one more from Sebastian. Hey, gents, love the work you do. I have 103, 105, 108, 111. Well done. Single quarterback. Ugh, ugh. I try to package picks to move up. Should I try to package picks to move up? 101 for Hall or Stan Pat and make picks at three and five? I don't think I would. I love I, Hall, but even if I could if, get Walker and Spiller... Yeah, but if all it takes is three and five to get Hall and he still has eight and 11, I would need to see That's the whole a lot, team. Though. I would yeah. need to see the whole. I get it. I get it. But you're not it's getting maybe. Walker. In a single quarter, you're not getting Walker. It, it's going to go Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, or Spiller at two. Like, it, it's going to be. Though. It, it, I don't think that's the, a guarantee. If the running backs get the draft capital, if they get day two draft capital, those three running backs are probably coming off of the board first in single quarterback leagues. Oh, Ray, think about it from this perspective, right? I'll, let me give you another scenario. Garrett Wilson and Drake London go top 10 in the NFL. Okay. And these guys go, you know, second round, potentially even third round. We okay. know that that's, a, that's a fine for running backs. But if you see these guys, and I think it was in, in Damien's mock and in Kuiper's mock, okay. Garrett Wilson, Drake London, both top 10. Okay. Right? So... Again, a lot of guys, it's hard to ignore a top 10 wide receiver because we've seen the production they've gotten in the NFL, right? So to take a, a top 10 wide receiver over a second-round running back, I think that's fair. I think you're going to see that in leagues for sure. I would need to see his team. I think I would say yeah. if, I, if, 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 if three and five – is what got me Brees Hall, I would be inclined to do it. I'm just telling you. like Especially he's got 8 and 11. So, uh, I mean, really you're only trading one of those. Like, you're trading two picks, but you're really only moving one because you're getting the 101 yeah. in return. for. So you're really only moving – you're moving two, but you're only losing one pick value, right? Yeah, I think and you're I would still rather, getting the best player from a value perspective by a I think I think I would do it. I would if all it took is three and five. I probably would do it, but I definitely understand what you're saying. I just think there is a. I think there's a little bit of a gap between Brees Hall and I have him that way tiered. Right, Brees Hall's in a tier of his own. I think there is a gap between Brees Hall and Spiller or Walker, and I would be taking Brees Hall over all the all the wide receivers. Um, I would probably do it. If that's all it took, but I can definitely understand Jay Rich's point of saying stay pat, 
take whatever running backs there for you at three, and then you get the second best wide receiver potentially off of the board at 108. Got another super fl- uh, super chat question. Shout out to y'all. Love the content. Keep up the great work every morning. If Cowboys play the Raiders, who you got, Ray? It's like <laughs> it's like putting both my kids together, man. I like you know I, I you can't ask me this, Marlon. I I love both teams. I got the Raiders. I, I, I love Raiders. both teams. I love both teams. Got to be the Raiders. I'm a diehard Raiders fan. All right, here we go. Last one. Hey, fellas, last night in the 12-team PPR Superflex League, I traded CeeDee Lamb in 102 for Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, and the 111. Which do you prefer? CeeDee and Malik or Elijah Moore, Brees Hall, and Jamison Williams? Which one do you like? Both are rebuilds. Oh, man. If it's J-Mo, that's tough. That's tough. I think I would still take CD in the 102, though. I really do. Oh, man. I think CD and Malik for Elijah, Brees. If it's J-Mo, that's a different conversation. If it's like Chris Olave. We're just going off off of the ADP. That's J-Mo. That's J-Mo. It's Elijah, Brees, and J-Mo. This is a great one to go out on. CD and Malik. Or Elijah, or let's let's flip the script. Let's flip the script. CD and Brees, or Elijah Malik and JMO. What what would you do? Then it's Elijah Malik and JMO. I honestly, I think Malik is is the guy I just want. I I think that you know CD is great. I love Elijah, but man, Elijah and JMO could be good. Could be real good. So That's tough, all right, let's I, go honestly, back. Let's I go like back to the original. Time. Let's go back to the original. CD. And Malik or Elijah, Brees, and JMO. Oh man, I think I think it's it's a coin flip. It really is for me. I, I like CD and Malik, but Elijah, Brees, and JMO. <laughs> yeah, no, this is you a know, good. Rebuild? Uh, oh, okay, Ray. What I'll say, what I will say, and 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 if you're rebuilding though, do you really want Brees? Not to say that you don't want Brees. Not to say you don't draft Brees. But if you're rebuilding. Like I always tell people, if, if I'm rebuilding, I usually find my running backs last because they have the shortest shelf life, right? You can ha- draft a wide receiver, have them for a long time. Depends on where you're at. I still like Brees, though. I think I would I think I would probably take the Elijah Malik J-Mo side. Okay. Or I, if, if it's I, the other way, I think I, I think Malik, I, it's like... I think I want the Elijah Moore side, man. Elijah, the 101 and the... Um, yeah. Oh, that's a good... These and are 111. T- Today's trades and super chat, these were good. I like shit that makes you think a little bit, right? I know some of them we look and we're like, oh, that's easy, that side. But most of these were good. These are good deals. Um, Yeah, yeah. We went into overtime a little bit, super chat. That's okay. And and again, if you're watching and YouTube was messing up, it ain't us. We do the same thing every morning. I don't know what the hell's going on. Jay's is still playing on your end. I am sorry. Yeah, it's been playing I, the whole I, time. We'll, we'll figure it out. And for those of you who have uh, the Comcast or Alltel internet service, update your... Spectrum, update your, Yeah, Spectrum, uh, Time Warner. We're going to have to upgrade your internet so you can watch old GQ and uh, Jay Rich in 4K. Yes, thank you, John. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the content. Tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at another industry mock draft. Look at John with the shirt and tie on. Smash that like button, baby. We appreciate y'all tapping in. YouTube will get their shit together tomorrow, and uh, we'll be back in the building. And and we got a giveaway coming out. Everybody that wakes up with us in the morning, just stay tuned. I'm giving some shit away to y'all because I love you. I appreciate you. Let's have a good day. Be great. See y'all tomorrow. Wake y'all last up with Ray G, baby. We out.